Hello and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast. Brought to you by the WPChick.com. WordPress explained for those of us who get headaches when we hear words like PHP and functions, but want to make money with their WordPress sites. No boring code snippets here. Just WordPress happiness made easy. Now, here's your host, Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick. Hey, what's up, everybody? I'm Kim Doyle, the WordPress Chick, and welcome to the WordPress Chick Podcast, episode number 19. Holy moly. That's like one away from 20. That's pretty cool. <laughs> oh, goodness. I honestly did not think when I started this. Well, I, I guess I did think I wanted to keep going and be consistent with it. It just seems to have uh, snuck up on me much quicker than I anticipated. That's all right, though. Today, we're going to jump into, I guess, something that's probably a little more tangible, tool set type of a thing. And we're going to talk about WordPress sales pages, squeeze pages, landing pages, whatever you want to call them. In the post, in the show notes, it says WordPress sales, squeeze and landing pages. But I'm going to kind of break this down into two elements. So the first part of the show, we're going to talk about kind of, you know, the copy, the reasoning, the importance of these pages. And then the second part, I'm going to talk about the three different tools that I have used and recommend and why I like them for different reasons. So hopefully it's going to be chock full of information. And I can't believe I just said chock full, but that's okay. (laughs) Um, I'm going to go through it. And also, I spent a lot of time on the show notes and the post for this episode. And you can actually, if you go to the site, uh, you can download the post itself. And there are three videos for each of the tools, as well as a checklist where you can use, it's just, it's really generic, not generic, but it's, it's pretty straightforward. But, you know, setting up a squeeze page or a sales page, there's just a few steps that if you don't have everything set up sequentially, it's very easy to, to forget something. And I have learned that, of course, the hard way. So hopefully that the checklist will help you avoid that. Um, and I do want to just let you know, uh, this is my disclaimer that I am an affiliate for all three tools that I'm mentioning but I've been using them for a few years. So it's, well, I think actually I've used each of them. Well, lead pages I probably jumped into later. But we're also going to talk about Optimized Press 2 and Premise. And I got those when they originally came out. So uh, I didn't go, you know, jump into <laughs> getting these and trying these simply to promote them. I use them. So, wow, that was a big qualifying disclaimer, wasn't it? Um, okay. <laughs> And, you know, I hadn't realized that I hadn't talked about this. I hadn't talked about any sort of sales page plugin or landing page plugin or any of that for a long time. And I had done a video and post on a plugin that I had found on ClickBank. Um, God, I'd have to look up the date, but it was before Optimized Press came out, that's for sure, because there weren't a ton of options. And I think we're going to see more options, which we've seen with the update to Optimized Press it's now Optimized Press 2, but it's still called Optimized Press. And Premise has got a, a revision out too. Lead Pages is sort of in a category in and of itself where it is a plugin, but it's, we'll get into that in a sec. Okay, so let's talk about, <laughs> we're, we're going to talk about the difference first of all, and I'm just going to start referring to the landing pages as squeeze pages. I did some Googling and I'm just going to go ahead and save you the headache um, of, of Googling it. You're more than welcome to. But you're going to get all kinds of opinions and perspectives on this. So it's probably safe to say that a squeeze page and a landing page, the goal of either is there's one call to action on it. 
squeeze page, you know, you think of getting somebody to give you their name and email or, or email in exchange for giving them an offer, whether it is a report, um, you know, a course in exchange for a one-on-one session of some type. Um, but so that's what, that's really what a squeeze page or squeeze pages, a landing page, I guess you would consider a sales page a landing page also because you they land on the page and there's simply one call to action. But for the sake of today's show and the post, I'm sort of gonna I'm gonna just lump squeeze pages and landing pages together. And then sales pages are obviously to sell something. So as opposed to simply obtaining a name and email or an email address, the goal is to get somebody to buy something from you. Okay. Now that we've got that out of the way, and of course, there's all kinds of variations on these, right? You've got video sales pages, um, you've got launch sequence, there, there's a lot. So we are going to talk about quite a bit of this, but I just want to share a little bit of why it took me so long to really, I guess, I don't want to say wrap my head around using these pages, but I think that I was, I, I just was so apprehensive about doing stuff like this because I just felt smarmy. And, you know, there it's like, how do you find that fine line between, let's see, I don't know, you know, avoiding those scrolling 20 mile sales pages with the highlighting and the, and the bolded red headlines, especially you want to avoid them. But on one hand, they convert and they work, right? So you have to find that balance between I've got a business, I'm going to treat it like a business. At the same time, I've got an audience and I want to respect and, you know, and grow the audience. So you you have to find a way to stay in line with who you are and what your brand is about while utilizing these tools that are going to help you expand and grow your business, right? There is a fine line there. And I think I've kind of gotten to the point that, you know what, I'm just going to be me and I have to test things and tweak them. And I, I have definitely tested probably a handful of the bolded red headlines and stuff. And I'm not saying I won't use a a red headline down the road, but in terms of copy, I just, I gotta be me. I gotta stick with, you know, it it would be weird. My audience would come to a landing page. And if (laughs) you saw something that I was like, hidden secret tactics that right, that earned me $7,000 in 27 seconds. And you would just be like, who is this? (laughs) Because that's just not how I write. Um, But I started looking at the fact that Okay, I've been in business now five and a half years. And to me, like my list should be double. And it's not, don't get me wrong, I'm not just here to, to grow a list and, and have big numbers because I feel like I've got a really good relationship with my subscribers and I've built a community of fans and I don't ever want to seem inaccessible or like I've, no matter what size your list is, you want to be that person that your audience subscribed to, right? So I started thinking, what? what is the deal here? Why isn't my list bigger? Well, because I wasn't doing anything to grow it other than the opt-in on my site. (laughs) Oh, goodness. So you have to put yourself out there. I know I've talked about this in a previous episode, but if you don't promote and share your stuff, no one else is going to either. And you know, I'm a big proponent of promoting and sharing other people's stuff too. But you have to put yourself Again, if you guys could see me, I'm using my hands. Um, but you have to put yourself out there and say, hey, what do you think? Check this out. And this all, when did I sign up with lead pages? Um, I'm not sure. It was earlier this year and I started playing with it. And I just, as I started looking at my business at the beginning of this year, and I've mentioned this before, but 
that I made a commitment to myself that I'm going to show up in a different way and then I'm going to engage and get involved. So that does mean saying, hey, look what I created. And it doesn't matter if it's just a post, a page, whatever. You have to put your stuff out there. And then what I think a lot of people tend to do, and I know I did it, is you just assume, well, I've got an opt-in there. I shouldn't have to ask them to opt-in, right? Well, yeah, you, you kind of do. It's kind of like, you know, by the way, I would love your comments or hint, hint, I would love a review in iTunes. It means the world to me. Just be yourself. And I, I've had some dialogues via email with a couple people. They're like, hey, by the way, I love the podcast. And it was so hard the first time I did this, but I respond to them. Thank you so much. By the way, I would really appreciate an, a review in iTunes if you have a sec. And they always, oh, God, absolutely. So it's, I, it's really not that people are avoiding doing these things, but you just have to put, we all have busy lives, a lot going on. Remind people, by the way, I've got this free report. Or hey, you know, if you're interested in staying in touch with or getting the latest post, whatever you want to do, you have to ask them and remind them. So your call to action has to be in front of them at all times. And I know it seems like, oh God, like I'm not going to put... Don't get me wrong, I'm not saying put your opt-in four times in the middle of a post. That's just kind of that's just kind of wonky. But there's no reason you can't have it at the end of the post. And reminding people. By the way, if you love this content, give me your name and email, right? So I started paying attention to this and I started shifting. One, the previous opt-in, I've gone through, I don't know, four or five different opt-in offers. The current opt-in is the three biggest mistakes you're making with your WordPress site and how to fix them. Before that, it was a plug-in, <laughs> which is that was that was honestly because I knew I wanted something different. I wanted to change the theme and I kept holding myself up because I didn't know what I wanted to do for an opt-in offer. So I put the plugin up and it was fine, but it's really not letting people know what I can do for them. It doesn't share my my skill set, my expertise, and it doesn't show that side of me because the opt-in offer I have, it's a video and a, and a PDF. So it's like they can read how I write, which is just the way I talk. And then the video really shares a little bit of my personality while I'm showing the tutorial. So that's kind of important to keep in mind. But so it really was a webinar that I attended, I don't know, just a few months ago. And it was with Lead Pages, uh, Clay Collins of Lead Pages. Um, and he went through and shared, I, I think, four or five just outstanding points and things you should be doing with your Lead Pages. And so I'm going to share some of the ones I've implemented. They do run a free webinar and the link is on in the post. So you can definitely go check that out. But you want to start thinking, I think (laughs) in the post I joked, I said, I'm now becoming a squeeze squeeze page machine. Easy for me to say. Um, But because I'm, I'm really having fun testing and measuring. Oh, that converted. This didn't convert. Or this looked really good, but nobody, you know, and then it's simple tweaks like changing a headline or the size of a graphic. All those things can make a difference. And this is from somebody who does not like to do split testing, analytics, any of that stuff. It's very important. It's never been something I enjoy. But when you start seeing measurable results quick, you start implementing these things. So here's a couple ideas. If you're not sure what type of an opt-in offer, some of this may be redundant for some of you, but you know, a lot of people do the ebook offer. Great, easy. Um, You can do a video, you can do a course that simply gets delivered via email. You can also set up um, a free offer for maybe a one-on-one session. However, I'm going to caution you. Um, I was speaking with Marianne of designyourownblog.com when 
months ago, and I, I may have shared this on the podcast before, but she was going to give away a website review. You have to be very cautious because when you start giving away your time, there is a perception that your time is not as valuable. So personally, I would probably stay away from that. But besides an opt-in offer, what are some other, you know, squeeze page type of pages that you can set up? So this one is, you've seen this a lot, but I question how often people do it. So a simple coming soon page, right? So if you have a product or a course that you're going to be launching, um, my Genesis, the WordPress Genesis for Beginners 2.0 is actually coming out next week. But I do have, there's a button in the sidebar of the site that if you click it, it says get early notification or sign up for notification. And it just simply says it's coming. That's it. I didn't, there's no exchange, but it's a nice page. It's it's a clean page. And when people opt in from my site, because it clicks to a lead page, but if they opt in from my site, I have enough Studio Press Genesis posts and videos that it's not like, well, this is smarmy, right? So in a sense, I've set up enough valuable content that they ideally will trust me to go and exchange their name and email for that coming soon page. Um, The other thing is you can set up a squeeze page for discount offers. And this, this was one of my favorite is it's the early bird notification where you do that or get this course opens, you know, November 1st, get on the list for early bird notification, October 31st or something. I don't know where those dates popped into my head. Um, So you can let people maybe get an early bird discount or early action take or whatever you want to do, find your own verbiage language. Um, But you can do a simple page like that. This is one of my most absolute favorite, brilliant ideas for a squeeze page. And (laughs) this isn't a post. And you can, well, I'll just give you a random URL and you can see what it looks like. And I've heard, I heard about this before I actually implemented it. And then it depends on the tool or however you're doing this. It's so easy to set up with certain things, but it would be your 404 error page. How friggin' totally brilliant is this, right? So go to here. I'm going to give you a demo URL or you can make one up. Just go to the wpchick.com forward slash Kim rocks. Okay. R-O-C-K-S or whatever. Put your name in there and you'll get my 404 error page. So what happens when you get the 404 error page is it says, and you can change the text. I just didn't get very creative here, but it says 404 error. The page you're looking for cannot be found, but don't leave empty handed. Grab my free report and video, the three biggest mistakes you're making with your WordPress site and how to fix them. Boom. I put that up. By the way, I don't know if you're listening. That boom is from Adam Spiel. I'm in this Facebook mastermind group. And every time somebody has a win, it's boom. And now it's like rubbing off on me. So the 404 error page, though, I put that up, I don't know, seven or eight o'clock at night, and I'd already gotten an opt-in in the next morning. So to me, it's like, holy moly, how many? And on one hand, you don't want a ton of those because it means maybe you've got a bunch of broken links out there, or it also means people type things wrong. That's fine, too. But I think it's important to not lose those potential visitors. You know, some people just do a 404, hey, you know, I'm not sure what you're looking for. Here's a search. Here's some popular posts. You can do that, too. Personally, I'm loving this. I think I've had four or five opt-ins, you know, since I set this up, which is not a lot, but it's four or five more had I not put this up. So to me, it is simply brilliant. I love it. And then another thing I did, so this was all in one night. I was just like, I got off this webinar with lead pages and I watching how simple it was, which I'd already been in and, and played with it and set a couple pages up. 
But so I went in and changed the background and did a few things. And so then I shared it on my Facebook uh, page, my business page, the WordPress chick page, and said, hey, I've been playing with lead pages. Check out my page for my, my report and video. I'd love to know what you think. And so it's not just like get the free report, but I, I let them know. I'm using lead pages, right? It's pretty transparent. It's an opt-in page. When I woke up, I think I had 17 or 18 opt-ins from that. And again, this is from the evening to like 10 o'clock next morning. I mean, you know, we sort of forget we live in our own time zones and stuff. Maybe that's just in the United States. <laughs> it's like, hello, the rest of the world is up and online when we're sleeping. So don't lose those opportunities. And so ideally, which I'm not going to go post the same thing on my Facebook wall multiple times. That just looks spammy and well, dumb. <laughs> but it, it's not going to look spammy and dumb if I'm also sharing valuable content, sharing other people's stuff on my page, you know, so by the time I decide to share it again, and maybe I'll go share it, uh, you know, like a Wednesday morning at 9am and see what kind of traffic that generates by saying, by the way, you know, if you haven't gotten this, grab my favorite, whatever you want to do, your own words again. But the point is, I, I was just in awe that, hello, you share your stuff and then look what happens. And again, it's, it's creating that relationship, right? So you want to make sure you have a follow-up sequence set, set up in place. And that's part of in this checklist. When you go to do these, doesn't matter if it's a sales page, um, a squeeze page, a landing page, whatever you want to call it, make sure you've got that follow-up sequence in place, which was also something that I tended to be like, oh, it just seemed tedious. It, it's really not, I swear. I sound like such a mountain out of a molehill person sometimes when I hear myself talk. Even though I think I'm Pollyanna and everything's all rainbows and sunshine. Um it literally just needs to be, thanks so much for subscribing. Set another email a few days. Hey, how'd you like the report? Did you get a chance to watch the video? Here's the download link just in case you didn't download it again. And then maybe a fourth one. You know, just they don't have to be. I, I think for me, I was hesitant about doing it for so long because I keep saying over and over and over, I hate writing copy. It just feels pressure to me. I Like I can sit and write a post and obviously I can sit and chat for like an hour. Um, but I don't mind when I'm just creating content because I feel more like I can be myself. And, you know, like, here's an example. I'm sure some of you have heard of the book Psychology of Influence by Robert, I think it's uh, Cialdini or Cialdini. I, I, I think it's CH, but um, I have it. I've, I've looked at it. It does nothing for me, but yet it's this, everybody has to read it. It's brilliant, blah, 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 blah. Well, I, I think that you just simply, for me anyways, I, I know that when I trust myself and come from a place of providing value, this is what we've got, you know, my own words talking as me, that's going to be great. But you do need to test. Okay, so that's my whole cop copy rant. I mentioned that I have done, you know, I've tried a handful of plugins outside of the three that I've mentioned here too. But this the reason I'm going to talk about these three besides the fact that I have them and use them is I think it's important to pay attention whenever you invest in a tool for your business. And I'm saying tool because lead pages isn't just a plugin. But anytime you invest in something, you know, you really want to pay attention to who's putting it out there. What is the, what is the support for it going to be? Um, is it going to be around long term? You know, and I think with plugins, a lot of times they come and go. So uh, you, you kind of want that solid backing behind it. I also 
one of the benefits of using Genesis, which is what I use for everything, um, is that there's a built-in landing page. So keep in mind that you don't have to purchase any of these. And there are a lot of themes out there, I'm sure, that have landing pages are probably more common. And I'm only speaking about Genesis because it's all I use. And not that there's not other great stuff out there. I just don't have the time. Um, So if you have a built-in landing page, use it. Go for it. Absolutely. I had actually, I've actually created a custom landing page because I'm using the minimum theme, not minimum pro yet, which that's probably going to happen because it's just so pretty. I've upgraded to 2.0 with Genesis, but the landing page in minimum was just like this huge full white page, which is nice, but I did it specifically for the sales page for the upcoming Genesis 2.0 for beginners. And I wanted a different style. I wanted it to look like a page with a shadow, that kind of stuff. So you can also create your own custom pages and add them. But there are, the reason I ha- I'm going to talk about these three different options today is because each of them have features and benefits that maybe the other doesn't. And you're going to get, if you wanted to see each of them in action, like I said, I did a, a quick video and quick simply because each of them could be their own full hour and a half, two hour class, hands down. But um, I use each of them for different reasons. So let's talk about optimized press first. I think it's it's important to just acknowledge that optimized press really was sort of revolutionary in terms of raising the bar for WordPress as a solid marketing tool and creating sales pages and squeeze pages and the entire launch sequence. We'd seen that happen before where people did, here's video one, here's video two. I don't know that that happens a lot anymore, but you know, there's that whole four, three to four video sequence. You opt in, you get the new one each day. And so it's building, building, building to the release of a product. So Optimized Press, when they came out, it really was like this all in one tool. And they had, God, there was, I, 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 I don't remember off the top of my head, and I guess I could have installed Optimize Press 1 <laughs> and counted, but they had all these great built-in templates that made it super easy to, to set the page up. You would add a header, select your template, and then the page builder, the elements built into the page itself were easy to add an opt-in form or a video, and you could change the color and the fonts and the heights and, and all that stuff. So it was really one of the first tools out there that had so much built into it. And the fact that it had integration with Wishlist and um, I think it's DAP Digital Access Pass, don't quote me on that, but there were you know different um, membership opens, options. Everything was built into it. The one thing that was a bummer about the first version of Optimized Press is that it was a theme only. So inevitably, what I ended up doing was, whether it was a separate domain or I would do it as a, uh, you know, like a directory install. So it'd be like the wpchick.com forward slash members, and it would be installed in the members folder. Well, for my site, that's not doable with Flywheel as a host. And it, it for a lot of managed WordPress hosting, um, I know um, WP Engine doesn't as well. So you get to a point where it's like, forget it, the quality hosting is more important. I'll figure out a different domain or do whatever I need to do. So which is what I've done at this point. But I do think it really, I don't don't want to say it, but it opened opened things up for development of stronger marketing tools for WordPress, for lack of a a better explanation. 
Now, Optimize Press 2, the new version, holy moly. This thing has so many bells and whistles. And it's just, it's friggin' pretty. I'm such a dork about the way things look. But what I'm going to talk about, because there's a couple things. So first of all, the second version, you can choose to use the plugin or the theme. So they've now added a plugin, which is what I'm using. And I'll explain why in a second. Um, So you can use the plugin or the theme, but they've also developed Optimize. I think it's Optimize Press member or it's Optimize member. So it's a membership plugin that works in conjunction with Optimize Press, which is awesome. So we're going to focus primarily, though, on the page builder. Because they do have a, uh, it's called Launch Suite. So there's a whole Launch Suite set up in there. You can set default settings for the style um, if you wanted to use just, you use it as a website, right? So you can do that as well. Now for me, I've got it um, in two different sites for, uh, one is for all the Genesis product, WordPress Genesis for Beginners because it's easier for me to put all the content and training materials in a membership site as opposed to someone having to download multiple videos and and then I can add stuff so it's there. And then I also have it in an upcoming mastermind site. So the reason I chose to use the plugin as opposed to the theme is simply because I want more control over the membership pages. And they have membership pages built into there, but when it comes to content and you just want to provide content I've, I've set up quite a few membership sites and there always seems to be this roadblock because I've worked with clients when they set them up too. And it's like, it, it's challenging to wrap your head around the hierarchy and the navigation of accessibility to content, right? Which that sentence was just kind of annoying. But so it's like, you have to think about what pages do the members need access to? What is the sequence that they're going to access those pages? So maybe it's, you know, week one is available week one, week two, they can get one and two, you know what I'm saying? So you drip, you drip it basically, but there should be a welcome page and you want sort of a resources page and, and maybe you want menus and sidebars. So for me, I think it's easier simply to use Genesis themes that I've worked with. And in both these sites, I'm actually using the new copy blogger theme, the free one, the updated one. So I'm using that and then I'm using Optimize pressing the back end for the squeeze sales pages, all that stuff. But everything else is going to be managed just through a regular theme for me. It, it just seems to be easier. Okay, so let's go back to this page builder. Holy moly. And that's probably like the third time I've said that. So I will try not to do that again. All right, so this is what's really cool. So you're going to hear the, hear the keys typing. So I'm going to kind of walk you through this um, as I do this. So when you launch the page builder, you have two choices. You can select a blank page. You can also select a content template, which is what I'm going to do as I walk you through this. And you'll see this in the video if you go to the site. Um, So there's a couple options here. And here's the cool thing. You can upload a content template. So when you get Optimize Press 2, they actually are adding additional templates, which is really brilliant. Um, So here's just a handful of different things they have. So there's kind of a generic homepage. They have five different membership pages. So where I was saying on one hand that it's like, I don't like the way it's laid out. Well, some of the internal pages, they've got like a kind of a content classroom style. There's a home classroom. There's a membership homepage that's clean. So they're different visual styles. But then there's one that's a membership lesson page. And so you can select 
any of these page templates. But again, I think it's really important that you have your content outlined before using these for the membership pages. Just trust me, I've been there, I've done this. So they've got membership pages. They have, let's see, 1, 2, 3, 8, 12, 16, 17 uh, landing pages, which is opt-in. They're, so it's an opt-in page. And so some of them will have a report, some have a video, some have a book, some have arrows, some have testimonials. There's tons of options. And then there's like a simple clean one too, where it's literally just a headline and opt-in. And what I'm going to tell you, which is so awesome, is that you can customize all this stuff. So once you select your page template, then you go into this editor where you can customize the button. There's different opt-in forms. So you can select the style. Do you want the opt-in, the name, and the email next to each other? There's a whole bunch of styles built into this. Then, like then, we're going on to, um, they have like a help and an FAQ page, which is great. There are download pages. So maybe you want a resource page within something. So you can set up, it's an, or a thank you for an opt-in. And the page just says your download's ready. So they can go to the page and download it. Um, there's a couple of those. They also have, uh, this was a one of the additional templates, but it's called a partner program pre-sign up. So this is getting people interested in signing up for an affiliate program. Now that I know is an additional template uh, that I added. Here's some sales pages. Do you see I'm oh, like I'm going, going, going? There is a book sales page, which obviously with the amount of Kindle and book publishing and self-publishing that's going on, super smart. There is a featured sales page. You've got flat style. It's just a visual, right? But I love flat design right now. Um, then there's a sales page with Lightbox video. And then they've also got five webinar registration templates. So you can come in and pick the style. The other thing is if you don't want to use one of the content templates, you can select a blank page. And then with the blank pages, I'm going into step two, you can choose. I want to create a blank landing page. I want to create a blank marketing site page or a membership page. So if I select the marketing site, there's additional options in here. There's a full width, there's a flat border, there's a rounded content, there's a raised header. So they walk you through and literally then it's proceed to step four. So once you get in there, you can then, you get this live editor and so you can select the different options. I mean, you could probably spend a full eight hours in one day (laughs) playing with optimized press and not really get into all of it. There's different color schemes. There's on-page functionality where you can include SEO options, scripts, Do you want an exit redirect, a mobile redirection? There is a ton in here. So what I've done is I am setting up, I have set up um, just an opt-in page for WordPress Chicks. So I'm testing that. I am also currently testing a coaching funnel where I'm running ads through uh, Facebook to test it. So there's there's a squeeze page with an image of a video and then they opt in and then they get the video. And then the next step is to schedule an appointment with me. So I've been testing that and I, the page is fine. What I'm going to test now is tweaking the ads. So, you know, again, I'm not the fan of all this testing and tweaking, but you know, when you start doing things where you're like, okay, I've spent $20 and made 200 in two days, that's not a bad return on your investment. Right. And the whole Facebook thing, when I get done with all this testing, I'm going to have my mentor on and he's going to explain. I'm going to interview him. I'm a good, good friend. We've been friends for four years and he's got this great program. And I'm like, okay, it's, I told you guys, stepping things up this year. So I'm going to try something new. So that's what I'm doing with that. But let's go back to our next tool. Let me just say that if lead pages 
had come out before Optimized Press, I don't know that I would have gotten Optimized Press. And I jokingly say in the post that that's probably not true because I do like to try new tools and, and plugins and all that kind of stuff. So, and of course, anything that's built for WordPress, that if it's an option, I use it sort of my justification as well. My readers probably want to know about this, so I should test it and tell them what I like and what I don't, right? But lead pages, there's three different ways that you can use lead pages. So you can use it as a WordPress plugin. You can self-host the pages on your server, or lead pages will host them for you. And by the way, I probably should mention, I know with Optimized Press, there are a couple license options. I think there's a, one or... I'll put it in the show notes, but it might be a one to three site license. And then there's like a personal license at 10. And then there's a multi-site license. And then they're working on a developer's license. Um, And I want to say the 10 license is like 197. I don't know, but that's a one-time fee. Uh, So keep that in mind. And I don't, it might be annual. You guys, I apologize. I will put everything in the show notes though. Now lead pages, there's two ways you can pay for lead pages monthly. It's $37 a month, or it's like $197 a year, which is clearly the better deal. Um, but depending on where you're at. And, and you know, the other option is to test it at $37 and see if it's something you're going to use. Okay, so let's just... What I love about lead pages is... First, I bought Lead Player. I, I used to self-host all of my videos on Amazon S3. I would still put them to YouTube, but on the site, it was Amazon S3. I was very like, they're my videos. They should be on my site. Blah, blah, blah. Well, <laughs> I am so self-deprecating today. But the reason I switched is, you know, I had a decent amount of traffic on YouTube and I'm like, I am missing the boat by not just embedding YouTube. I'm going to get more views. I'm going to look at this from a traffic perspective. The idea that my YouTube channel might get shut down that would be a pain in the ass for sure. But I have all those videos. I can go back and put them up on my site if, if something like that were to happen. So I tested Lead Player before, or maybe I bought Lead Pages 601, right? Either way, the simplicity, this is what I love about Clay Collins, Lead Pages, the whole team at LeadBright and what they're doing is I really think that they're creating these tools that make it super, super easy to do things that are very important in your business. So with Lead Player, it's literally just a few steps to get a video player up on your site. Yes, they're from YouTube. I think you can do Vimeo, but you can add a call to action button. You can add in an opt-in form and it's very clean and simple to use. And that's what Lead Pages does too. So when you log into Lead Pages, I'm going to pause this and pull that up. Okay, so once you log into Lead Pages, the first thing, well, I don't know if I should say the first thing because the first thing I see, um, it's going to be different for new accounts, but you get to take a look at all the templates. So there are sales pages, opt-in pages, webinar pages, thank you pages, upsell pages, launch pages, pre-card pages, and other. Yeah, there's a lot. And here's what's super cool. Because Clay is such a big proponent of testing and measuring, they actually have this option where you can click this button to say you want to sort their templates by conversion rate. So when you do that, the templates then are listed in order of how well they convert. So the top, one of their top two converting pages right now are webinar registration pages. So that is huge to me. That tells you people are opting in for webinars one way or the other. It's like, 
whether or not they attend, they want the replay, they're building lists with webinar pages, right? So, and I was listening to an interview uh, with Pat Flynn and Clay Collins, uh, Pat Flynn's latest episode, I think it was 78, where I guess he's going to be advising, working with Clay now, um, with with Leadbright, advising on some business stuff. But one of the things that Clay was saying is, it doesn't matter if you get three or four people to show up to the webinar. It's a great list builder. It's a great audience builder. And by providing valuable content and then sending replays and whatnot, you're going to build that audience. It's huge. So that's one of the things I love about this. So you log in and then you can go and you can look at your pages. And what's cool with the pages is that you get to look at analytics. So you can see, you know, what is the percentage of, what is the conversion rate? People landing there, how many are converting? Um, It tells you how many people have opted in through that page, which is awesome. Um, Oh, actually, I'm looking at this. I've had 11 opt-ins from my 404 page. Um, It's got a small percent conversion rate, but what's cool is they actually just created a new 404 landing page template um, that I'll test instead of the one I've got because the one that they've done has a graphic. And this is this other cool thing that he tested. He said, you know, instead of having the name and email form on the page, it says click here for free instant access. Well, when you click here, the opt-in pops up. And that's when you put the name and email in, right? Or, or the, he usually just does the email address. And the reason being is it's like they're making a choice then. When they say click here, for you're going to get a lot less, kind of like cart abandonment, I guess. You're going to get less abandonment of the opt-in form um, when you just put the button that then has this pop-up open up. And it seems kind of counterintuitive, right? You would think that, well, you're making them do something extra, which I totally get. But they're making the choice that, yes, I want to click here for instant access. So go figure. But what's great is that when you log into lead pages and you decide, I'm going to use this page, you simply hover over different elements. And when you hover over the different elements, you click a button and you can change the image. You click a button and you get the style guide to to change the, the gradient on the button. You can change the text. You can upload your image. It's, it's all right there. And then once you're done, you save the page, you publish the page, and you simply go to your pages. And when you click publish, I'm just pulling this up, um, you have the choice. I want to use lead pages to host it. So your site, um, the page will be there. And you can go in and use something like Pretty Link or Bitly or whatever if you don't want to give out the lead pages URL. But I kind of think at this point, I don't know how much that matters. Um other than for tracking purposes, if you want to track it yourself too. If you want to publish the page using WordPress, you install the WordPress plugin into your site. It's going to link to your lead pages account. So that's super easy to use also. How fun is this? You can actually add the opt-in page as a tab on Facebook. So you can create pages through, you can use lead pages in Facebook. And then of course your own server where you would just download the HTML version of the page and upload it cPanel, FTP, whatever you want to use, uh, you would just load it to your server. So, and so let's say as an example, one of the, uh, one of my pages is named podcast dash lead. Then it would be the wpchick.com forward slash podcast dash lead, which it's not there. So you'll get an error page if you go there, but that would be an example if I had FTP that page to my server. Okay. So I, I love lead pages. I really do. I think it's super easy. Um, but I love optimized press too. They're, they both, I, 
I'm going to test them both. And there are a lot of similarities to pages in both that look similar, um, but it just depends on what you're doing it for. And maybe it's something as simple that as a background or a color or a button that, well, you can only use, you might be able to change the color of the button in lead pages, but you can't change the style where in optimized press you can. So you want to play with those things. Okay. And lastly, God, I was starting to wonder if I was going to be able to fill the whole show today. And now I'm looking at the time. Um, the last tool that I want to talk about is premise, which is owned by Copyblogger Media. They own Gen- Studio Press Genesis and Copyblogger. Um, and they've created some great tools. And, you know, obviously being the fan of Genesis and Studio Press that I am, when I saw that premise was coming out, I don't know, a year and a half ago, maybe. Um, don't quote me on that. But of course, I knew I was going to get it. I was like, oh my God, this is awesome. Well, it is, but it's probably, and I feel super guilty saying this, it's probably my least favorite of the three in terms of the ease of use and how quickly you can get up good looking pages, truthfully. Um, but so as an example, when you log in now, Premise also is a membership. So you can set, you can use Premise to create a membership site as well as different types of landing pages. The different types of pages that are built into premise, you know, our sales page, content landing pages, a content landing page, which is what I've gone over in um, the content landing page is what I've done in the video on the post. Um, there is a pricing table landing page, you know, so maybe if you're, let's an example hosting, you see three different pricing tables, 39, 69, 99, whatever. <laughs> Don't ask where the voice came from. Um, an opt-in page, just a landing page, an opt-in form. They've got a video landing page, a tab scroller, and it's got multiple tabs that scroll like on a content scroller. There is a built-in thank you page when people take action for their download, for their gift, whatever. And then there's a social share that actually prompts your customers to share the page before you give them access to all the content. So those are, those are some of the options. Now, I have not, I have to be super honest, um, up until doing this, I hadn't, I haven't played with premise in a while, but the couple times I had used it, there seemed to be a conflict and I don't remember what the plugin was with, but something would stop working, um, on my site or, and I don't mean like breaking anything major, but there, there tended to be more plugin conflicts with premise than anything else. Now, the thing that I absolutely adore about premise that is not in either of the other two is that there is sample copy. (laughs) There's a landing page assistant built into this. So there's a couple things. So like when you go into your um, uh, page, right, to create the page, which you'll see this in the video, you can click on the landing page assistant and there's different drop downs. But so the first one that says get get copywriting assistance, it tells you create an irresistible premise. This pop-up window that tells you how to create content. So literally create an avatar. <laughs> no, not a blue skinned idealized figure from a James Cameron movie. I love funny stuff like that. I think anytime you create content or tools and can put a smile on someone's face, you should. Um, but so they're talking about who is your ideal customer and they talk about finding that perfect buyer. Step two, build rapport in advance if you can. Step three, I think you're a lot like me. Take it further, benefits, not features, fascinating bullet points. So there, it's copy blogger at its finest. That's what they do, right? They're copy. You can also, in the drop down though, you can, there's others think, what is content landing page anyway? Another window pops up and explains to you what the options are. What does this mean? 
Okay, so one, they've got copywriting assistance. So that's brilliant. The other thing that I absolutely adore is you can click, there is, um, oh, let's see, hold on. I'm just hovering over this, not very efficiently. The first button, you know, you know the options show up in your little WYSIWYG editor, but you can click insert sample copy. So click OK, and all of a sudden, you've got a full page of sample copy. And again, go to the video, but it literally walks you through, you know, a call to action, option testimonial, um, start with a strong introduction. They've got all these things built into it, which makes it easier if you're not somebody who, like me, really likes to write copy or not sure. Now, this has definitely, um, I'd have to go in because you can insert sample copy in all of their different pages. So what's great about it is basically you go in and you drop this content in and, you know, I'm not going to say publish the page, but save this draft, preview it, and then work from there. To me, I, I like templates. I like guidelines because it makes it so much easier to then figure out the structure if this isn't something you've done before. And to me, even if you've done it before, it's a brilliant way to figure out which direction you're going in. So, you know, I haven't, I have to tell you, I've not played with the membership piece of, um, of premise. And I don't know that I will. I've used wishlist quite a bit. It's just <laughs> like an old shoe, right? I'm comfortable and familiar with it. Um, but there are strong suits to each of these. So if you're great at copy and all that, and, and, and don't get me wrong with premise, it looks really nice too. You can, there's a whole thing and I'll show you in the video but you can go in and create different uh, default styles for your pages as well. So there's a lot of flexibility with styling. But if you're not somebody who can visualize necessarily, you know, like where I said with lead pages or optimized press, you can see everything laid out and then you can go in and customize it. Well, you have to know what some of these different elements and premise are because you're not getting that visual element to look and go, oh, that's what the testimonial box looks like or that's what the H1 looks like. If, you, if you're not familiar with some of those elements, it might be a little more tedious. So it's, to me, it's, I don't want to say it's not intuitive. If you're familiar with WordPress and Genesis, premise is not going to be difficult. There's just more there. I guess that's it. I think there's more moving pieces to it where for the absolute beginner, hands down lead pages, I, I, I feel like a total geek. I am using all three of them. I love the new optimized press. I think it's gorgeous. I think they've got a lot of things built into it. With any tool, I think the benefit with lead pages is the fact that the software essentially is not in your site. You're going to run into less conflicts, right? So even though the plugin sort of pulls your your page in that way, it's still not really on your server. That makes sense. Um, So you're going to have less conflicts and problems. I have not run into one single issue with lead pages ever. The only issue I've run into with Optimized Press um, is in Chrome when I went to use the uh, select the button and I wanted to create a custom opt-in button. It, it only gave me the default button as a choice. And it was a friend's like, well, try it in Firefox. I was like, okay, which that seems like such an obvious thing to test, but it seems almost too easy, right? So we get in our own way. So I put it um, in Firefox and I got all the different options for the buttons. So, you know, and I probably should report that to them to let them know because they need that feedback too. Just like any other, you know, any themes, plugins, there's always weird fixes for Chrome or God forbid IE, whatever. But 
it's it's one of those things you got to kind of play with it. So here would be my suggestion if you're considering any of these or you're at a place where you're ready is that I would take the time because I used to not do this and now I'm a big proponent and advocate of stepping away from the computer for a minute and saying like, again, who is my audience? What am I trying to accomplish here? Kind of bullet pointing for lack of a better word. Um, I'm an outliner. I like to do that. I'm not a mind mapper. That just is too messy for me. But so go through and say, what am I going to use this for? If you want to just start building your list and testing different styles and sharing it, then lead pages is great. I think the amount of functionality built into Optimize Press where you can do, there's so many different page templates. I mean, I love the affiliate, right? I'm going to test that, the affiliate pre-signup kind of page. Um, there's a lot more there. And then in terms of the copy piece, you know, that that's really subjective too. Or maybe you like the styling of premise. I mean, everything that lead designers over at Copy Blogger and Studio Press, I love everything they do. Um, and I think lead pages and optimized press have a lot of um, similarities in terms of different page styles. So you'll see, you know, like the big graphic on the beach with just an opt-in. Well, those convert really well. <laughs> so there's a reason that they're working, there's a reason they're being used. And that's not a style you're going to see within premise. So I do think there are reasons for each. And I don't have a developer's license for optimized press too. Um, I used, I, I did for the first one, but this is much more robust and I'm sure that's going to be a chunk of change. And I don't do as many of those for clients anymore, but I do think that you have to really figure out what you're going to use the pages for. So I think if you're going to start with just trying to grow your list and test things, lead pages is absolutely the way to go. The next step up would be optimized press too. And then premise, I think if you want to really pull in guidelines for good copy and writing, um, it, it's, it's great. It, it really is stellar. Or maybe you simply like that style better. And also, you know, maybe you like the style and you do want a membership. So you're going to go that route. So either way, those are some options. Go to the post, um, on the site. It's, uh, episode 19 WordPress sales, squeeze and landing pages. It's WordPress chick podcast episode 19. And you can download the entire post. Um, as I'm recording this, it's just about done. I've got to get the videos up. But it's going to be close to 2,000 words. And you can download the checklist on how to evaluate doing these things on your site. So anyways, as always, it has been a pleasure. As always, I would love, love, love a review on iTunes. You guys, I appreciate them. They mean the world to me. They definitely help me get more visibility in iTunes. So if you could take a couple seconds, cruise over to iTunes, leave me a review, let me know what you think. It would mean the world to me. Thanks so much. And I hope you enjoyed this. And we will talk next week. Next week, I do have Bob WP. Uh, We did a great interview today. So you'll be hearing from Bob next week. Thanks, everybody. Take care.